Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome back to Vampire the Masquerade, Twin Cities by Night. Homecoming is our second story arc that takes place in the spring of 2010 and then Twin Cities in Minnesota. Follow the story of Ophelia, a Toreador played by Alex, Jonathan, a Venture played by David, Katow, a gangrel played by Joaquin, and William, a Venture played by Slavic, as they once again find themselves working together to find out who, or what, is targeting them and those close to them. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach out to us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM, or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. So you guys uh, roll up to the parking lot of the Twin Cities Mental Health Specialist. It's eerily uh, empty. There's about five, six cars. I mean, but for the most part, it's empty because it looks like this place could hold like 50 or a good amount of cars. Sleek rain now is coming down even heavier. You see, I told you about how there was like nice green grass that like was like a hill that goes from the parking lot and to the facility itself, which is modern architecture with like a lot of glass, you know, fancy like that. You can see a third floor, but the third floor uh, windows are all blacked out for obvious reasons. If there are windows, the there's a sidewalk that goes from the parking lot that leads up the hill to the entrance. Ophelia and uh, Jonathan are rather familiar with this. Uh, Katow and uh, William haven't seen this yet. There's little areas like promenades where people looks like can sit or workers who work there can have a cigarette or whatnot. But basically the gist of it is that this is a modern facility that was made with a modern chic look to obviously promote comfort and, and relaxation for the people who go there. But with the overcast rain and what you guys know or don't know that you're walking into, you can't help but feel like it's a facade that maybe it's like a face of a monster that you're that you're you're coming to confront so you guys uh walk slowly up the sidewalk as the rain cascades down upon you obviously with the weapons that you guys have not trying to hide them but you do remember though that one line that says is that don't worry because no one's going to notice that you're there no one will uh see you nor will anyone know you guys kind of figure that out too because as you walk up to the doors well i'm gonna uh, gonna go in with um like a a long jacket, not a trench coat, but you okay. know, one of the big yeah, yeah, yeah. jackets. Yeah, like the middle, on. like a navy peacoat kind of jacket. Like, I'm a, gonna like the hip ones or whatever the hell. Stuff some road flares Go in, ahead. in in the pockets on one of them from you okay. know the trunk of my car. Get the get my Glock and maybe an extra uh Desert Eagle in my in in my back of my belt within the jacket so it's okay. visible. Are you guys just carrying what like everyone else carrying with what they have, or are you trying to conceal it at all? I mean, we really can't conceal an AR. You know, no, I'm not going to even try. No, I'm just carrying it. Okay. Right. <laughs> just have it slinged over? All right. So uh, as you guys go to the double the double glass doors, and it, I mean, it's all glass, but there's two double doors, and where you guys kind of saw there was a desk to the left right away where there's just sat like a security guard, you kind of notice the desk is empty. It looks like there's like a magazine that was open and being read. You even see like a steaming cup of coffee that was sitting there, but you don't see anyone sitting there. And the door is actually propped open with the door jam for you guys to enter. As you can see through the door, you see the front desk receptionist area that you saw. You see like that there's no one there, and you see that the elevator door is open 
behind it and just staying open. And you hear the, oh, the lights ding, on. Ding, yeah, the lights are on, and you just hear the ding. You know, like when an elevator door stays open for too long, you just hear the ding, 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 very gently in the back there. I'm gonna look at the desk and look at the um, security cameras. I'm gonna walk behind yeah, the desk. To the, so I'm, uh-huh. the, I'm looking the front at where this, desk. right where the security this, guards were sit, where they would yeah. monitor the security cameras and whatnot. <laughs> so there's and actually two looking. desks, right? The one, the one that's immediately in the door to the left is just one where someone sits. You know what I mean for a presence, and the one with the ki- the, the the cameras and everything like that is the the desk that were also a receptionist sat because you guys remember this is a receptionist mm-hmm. like another security guard that sat there so you walk around there you guys i don't know if you go with but you can hear jonathan's footsteps echo you guys can hear like the rain the wetness from dripping from your coat or from your hair kind of splat the ground a little bit of this really nice wax highly sheen floor jonathan walks around it's almost like eerie sense because you're like fuck it, it feels like a ghost town in here you know you walk jonathan walks around to the camera and looks you see cameras, Jonathan, you see for the first and second floor, but the camera that's labeled like third floor, the screens are out black. You can look in the other two and you don't see anyone. You don't see any movement or anything like that. Is this the desk that's got the hot coffee at? No, no, that one was the one that was right at the entrance. Just, and that desk, desk is kind of a strong term, but it's like a, almost like a school desk in size, you know, where they just kind of have a guard sitting there if he doesn't want to stand up. You know, usually they stand by the door there. Am I making sense there to you guys? So you keep hearing the ding, ding, ding of that elevator door that's open next to the back de- or to the to the front desk there. Can't we take the stairs? I'm good with the stairs. Let's take the stairs. <laughs> stairs. All right. As you guys walk to, you walk past like the elevator. You walk past. There's like a soda machine there for people to order, and then you see like the symbol for stairs, uh, and it has like one of the bars that you got to push to open it up. Mm-hmm. You push the uh, bar door open to open it up. You walk up the stairs. It's three flights. You can even hear, you know, the, the echo. You can hear the rattle of the ARs as you have them slung around your shoulder there. You get to the third floor door, and you see normally, Jonathan, you recognize this. The others maybe not so much, but it looks like almost like a, where someone had to put in a pin or something like that to enter the door. But you see that the door is propped open. And when you go through the door or see through the door you see it's like a lobby area of the third floor where there's some couches and everything like that uh there's like some plants a magazine stand and then you see there's like another double glass door entrance but you can't really make it out until you go into the room you know what i mean you can see like the you're going through the door and you can see like the corner of the that, that far end where there'd be doors to actually go into the third floor would you hey yes. special k why don't you go ahead of us <sighs> just just shooting the glare and just like uh, with the rifle, just step forward slowly. As you step forward slowly, Katal, you start hearing like what sounds like older music. And when I say older, I don't mean like classical or anything, or I don't even mean classic rock. I mean what like the 40s, like, but it's not like the upbeat, like do the scoop, boo boo do, like anything like that. But it's like definitely more of a somber sounding music that's being played through. You notice that the, the, the lobby in itself, that's probably like 30 feet by 30 feet, is brightly lit. But as you look through the glass doors, you see, like, you're, you're kind of taken aback because it seems dimmer. But, like, you see, it looks like there might be, like, a little gathering going on. Like, And it's, like, 
you're looking at like different people. They're kind of dressed in the fashion sense of like the forties. You see, there's a lot of flowers in there and you kind of like are a little perplexed by that. And yeah, there's about 20 people there. Uh, You see like, they seem to be like holding like champagne glasses a little bit. Uh, They're not like, it's not a crazy party though, but there's some, a couple of people are dancing. You look through the crowd and you see a group of four, like you see, like you're looking and you see like a kind of like the people talking, dancing a little bit and you're looking through and you're like, what the fuck? Cause this does not, you can see the area around that the area that this is taking place in is obviously some kind of medical, you know what I mean? Ward for lack of a better term. You know, you got the linoleum floor, you got like the hallway where there's like rooms, numbers, you know what I mean? But then you, when you see all this gathering is like in the center area, which is probably like 30 feet after you walk in, where there's like a desk where like maybe orderlies would work at. And there's like an area where like there's a TV, you know what I mean? And people can sit and lounge and watch or play games. But you see like it looks like all the tables were kind of like spread out so people could have room to socialize. But as you're looking through this human movement as it goes forward, you catch that there's like four of the plastic chairs that you usually would think you see in that area. And you see four individuals sitting in there you see one you recognize right away as star she's sitting there she's kind of dressed in like the fashion sense of the 40s you see uh kimberly she's sitting there you see uh one guy you recognize that the the balder white guy with glasses and then you see kind of like this like heavier set lack of a better term like he has low iq guy that has like a tattoo (laughs) travel tattoo on the side of his head uh you recognize those three from the incident at your apartment but you also recognize them as the ones that were scared from what your your dog told you know what i mean communicated with you but you don't see christopher there at all and as you sit there and you're looking and you see the people going around there's a weird odd moment where the people part and move like all at the same time and Mm. you you can see like kimberly is looking straight at you while you while you're there and you see her and Jenna both get up and they they slowly start walking like or uh, star excuse me start walking arm in arm towards the double doors not in a threatening manner you know what i mean and you see people are dancing you actually see kim kind of like turn around and look at one and hug one and kind of like kiss her on the forehead but she's dressed so now she's not you know before she was very chiseled meaning charcoal suits you know what i mean the the the, yeah. the straight wooden demeanor but here she seems almost like more alive, more more livid, but almost in like a you get the sense of like like a mournful sense when you see this Katow, like like when she especially when she like is hugging someone or, or, or kisses, you know what I mean, when the people dressed her on the forehead, you get the sense like it's almost like out of sadness. which is weird because this is totally different than you witnessed her the only other time you saw her. When, well, which is that Elysium? Yeah. You see Katal, what would what would you say the group would see Katal react to what he's seeing? You just see him with his, he like looking around with like you know, just hunched slightly like just tense and then he sees the party just like just and they see like the gun lowers, just like what? The head tilt and just like So you guys are seeing like you're seeing Katal's demeanor shift from threatened to confused in a way. But you don't see what he's seeing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Are you all three walking in? Yeah. Walking in, you all see this, what I described. You're impacted, Ophelia. Honestly, like, it's like a punch to the chest because you see this woman that you're you're in love with, and she's walking towards you, and you see her. I mean, frankly, they're both beautiful, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? But especially Mm -hmm. her, more so the emotional connection you have, especially how she's dressed, like, in the 40s, 
kind of conservative, but yet, you know what I mean? Like uh, attractive where that lady's uh, wore back then. They, they come walking towards the door and you see Dar opens the, du- the double doors and, you, and she opens them both and she kind of just smiles to you guys. And as the doors are open, you can hear this music, the war team. You hear people talking in the background and you hear like little talk and laughing and everything like that. And she smiles. She looks directly at you, Ophelia, and she smiles like this warming smile that kind of like really is what dragged you into her orbit. And, and they're looking, and you see Kimberly looking at all three, and she's like, "Would you guys mind coming in and and talking to us and kind of enjoy the festivities that are going on here?" So I see your puppets. I imagine that you're the puppet master there, Tina Turner. I want to call myself a puppet master, and I understand that your hesitation. I can even understand your anger, but I can just come and speak to us. And I trust me. There's no reason I understand why you feel you must come armed. I'm not going to ask you to disarm yourself. But I just asked the opportunity to show you that you don't need these. And that I will go up to Sky and just give her a go in for a hug. You three see Ophelia do this and you could you don't feel any hesitation or fear or anything like on Star's part. And you guys can just see Kimberly kind of looking and smiling at the two while they're hugging there. I'm gonna take out my, my cell phone and start video recording all of this. Like like I don't know, like Oh yeah. Well, are you trying to hide it or No, I'm not even gonna try and hide it. I'm like, okay. She doesn't take any offense to it at all or anything. Like she doesn't even seem to honestly know that she's actually kind of, you see Kimberly's kind of like mate, like happy from seeing what's going on between Ophelia and star there. And you see Kimberly kind of turns around and she kind of motions beckons if you would come with the, and you see the group parse and there's like some seats for you guys to sit. I'm quite comfortable standing. So why don't you start <laughs> talking before I start stepping? And I, again, I can understand, but Jonathan, I know you want him. And I'm going to give them to you when this is all done, but I just ask you to sit and talk to me. Give give me who? Who you've been wanting, Jonathan. Oh. That's a little creepy. Yes. Well, he did you harm, and he did something of yours harm. It would be my gift to you if you simply come and exchange words with me. So out with it. What the fuck is this all about? She turns around and starts walking back towards the group, and she kind of motions towards you guys. As I you can see, she's follow just like, just, I... I don't know what to feel right now. I am, uh, what? I'm just lost. <laughs> right now, William, you feel an odd sense of comfort. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You feel yeah. an overly sense, an alien feeling of mourning, but of celebration. You feel like not alone. And you've been feeling very alone for the last like few hours. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's almost like if you're bipolar. You went from yeah. feeling the worst of alones to, like, I'm a part of something right now. You guys follow. If you follow, she starts walking back. Star grabs your hand, Ophelia, and kind of, like, guides you back yeah. over there. Can, a can times. I, like, spend a yeah. point of willpower or something? Just kind of, like, like, put up the walls. You know, like, harden myself to the whole thing. He's Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, and we can even have you... We can even have you do a roll. You know what I mean? And then you can spend a willpower point. We can say... Yeah. Uh, like, let's do a manipulation and subterfuge. Does that sound good to you? All right. And difficulty, I'll give you difficulty six. All right. And I've got three successes, two, four successes, plus the willpower, so five successes. You guys, uh, for what it's worth, that are walking with Jonathan, you kind of just see, like, Jonathan's wittiness and his, basically his need of, like, seeming like he's in control doesn't seem to be his focus right now. You just see his, like, demeanor, like, just, it's just, like, 
introverted at the moment. You know what I mean? Like he does not want to say shit. He does not want to. He's trying to. You don't know he's trying, but you know what I mean. It's like this is not the Jonathan that you know. Am I correct in that? Yeah. Right now, I'm just trying to. He's he's playing his cards co- close to his hand, and he's not. He's trying very hard not to allow all of this to distract him from what's going going on. So he's definitely like eagle eyed on everything, but trying to hide it at the same time. I think I'll make myself As- comfortable. Yeah, I'll just you know Go sit ahead. there and just roll my arms. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're not we're not quite there yet, but yes, definitely we'll do it. But as you guys are making it towards the the chairs, you notice that a couple times Kimberly will like randomly like kiss someone on the cheek or hug someone, and she even like turns around and she says, "This just makes me feel remember better times." And she just kind of and you smell you notice there's like a lot you smell the the smell of like um. Uh, of flowers, you know what I mean? And you look at it, it's almost like they're kind of set in an odd way. Like in a, it's a weird celebration, like a funeral arrangement or a wake or something to that extent, you know? You, she goes and sits down back at the chair she's sitting in. A uh, star sits down, and, and the chairs you notice are kind of like in a circular. And obviously, those four at the end, star has you like tries to like get you to sit to her right. It goes so it, it's like star, Kimberly, uh, Brendan. And this other guy whose name you don't know who's kind of sitting there. And she's trying to get Ophelia, Star's trying to get Ophelia to sit to her right. I'll, um, I'll just go sit. I'm just happy to be around her at the moment after not knowing what was happening for yeah, so long. Definitely. My, my um, guard's down, I guess. I'm, just, I'm sitting down with my rifle just like across my head. I'm just like looking around, just like, I don't know how to respond to this I... and and william go ahead and say how you were sitting down so are you like kick, kicking back in your chair is that what you're doing or what yeah i just you know put my hands on the back of my head and close my eyes smile maybe even a little bit and, and definitely you i would i'd say katow and the fuck you know what i mean like one obviously it's comfortable for one reason one obviously comfortable for the other I would say you two are obvious. Are you sitting down, Jonathan? Or are you still standing? I'm going to do the, the, the Riker sit down. And I'm going to have one hand in my jacket pocket thumbing the, the road flares. Okay. So she sits there and she's like, listen, the first thing I have to apologize for is Christopher. I know he's caused great harm, did some horrible things. But you have to understand my rationale why... I did that. The, the reason that I brought embraced him and these three over and the reason I played the part of the scourge and the reason that I did all that is for your four sakes, the sake of you four and the impact that you're having on, on these cities and the impact that you will have on these cities It's because of you four that I awoke from my slumber when I, I, I've been asleep for the last 60 years, if not more. And it was you four who woke me. Okay. I how did I for me, that, Tina? You guys did it by your actions. What you found out both with his mother and his sister. And I understand that in Philip's mother and sister there, you shook things. You, you, you caused a, uh, you caused the ocean to ripple. And you, when you hear that, William, you're like, Bleh! you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, f- the fucking ocean, you know, you caused a ripple in the ocean. And I felt that it was my, to get what I want and to have justice done and to have the balance restored. I had to bring out the best in all of you. And, the, and sometimes the best in everyone is brought up by, by being tested, by challenges. And I embraced Christopher because he reminded me a lot of Philip. And I thought that if I could have someone with this group of four 
they could bring out the best in you for. And I thought, what better way to prepare you than to have someone like him? But just like Philip, he was unpredictable. And soon, behind my back, he took control of these four, and he did things in the manner in which I did not want them done. And I want to I wanna apologize for that because that was not my intent. And I realized, and the reason I did this, and the reason I'm doing this is because I didn't want to go out of hand anymore. And I felt it was distracting you all from what I wanted you to learn. Yeah, I want your eyes to be opened. Do you understand? This is what I want from you guys. I don't want pain, but I want you simply to realize your potential. Can I just interject? Go ahead. You, you, you sound a lot like some people we, we dealt with six months ago, seeing our eyes oh, be open. Them? I don't deal with those. No, I don't deal with Bahari like that. I'm not one to worship Lilith and cause myself pain. What? The Bahari. They are the, the, the people that you dealt with there, the, the worshippers of Lilith. I don't deal with such things. And that's frankly well, prattled by people just what you searching was... for an answer. They are different than me where I simply said challenges that you would face in life. They are about pain and physical hurt. And, and I'm beyond such things. That, that is just simply of the mortal coil. And we're beyond the mortal coil. You all four are beyond the mortal coil. You guys are okay. growing in power. Don't you realize that Philip is Philip is the type that is threatened by power? And I feel that the only way to change things is by you four. And and why did you feel the need to stake that fool out in the sun? He was my child. I embraced him for that purpose. He understood the sacrifice he made. And it's the guilt that I deal with. But I have to give part of myself, my pound of flesh, to make things happen. And that's what I did. Why did you have bugs I killed? I didn't have bugs killed. That was... That was all done by Christopher on his own. And out of fear and intimidation, Philip did what he normally does. Which is what? He, he intimidates people into doing what they want to do. When I embraced Philip, you have to understand that he, he took his own control. You embraced Philip? Philip's a Fincher, not a, a Malkavian. What are you talking about? Christopher's a Malkavian. Oh, I'm, she said Philip. You no, said I'm, in Philip characters, I, I'm in character saying that. Oh. Well, I meant Christopher. They're so easy to mix up. They're similar in nature. I apologize for that. But yes, Christopher, he, 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 di- he does what Christopher does. But don't worry, he'll be in your hands here soon. Where is he? I tried to do the right thing in 1945. I tried to do, I tried to let people know, but I felt like I cowered and I, and I hid and I went to sleep. You mean during the, but, the bot but I, raid? Yes. It was, it was unjust what happened. Was there something behind it? I don't know. I have my suspicions, but I definitely know that Christopher got into power from doing things that, Today, man. Christopher. No. Philip's the one's in charge. Christopher's oh, that Philip. dirt I'm bag sorry. right over there that I'm going to set on fire. Oh, Christopher. Oh, I apologize. I'm sorry. It, it seems you can see that <laughs> Star's kind of looking like concerned, and the other two are looking at Kimberly like a little concerned. And she kind of just rubs her, her eyebrows there a little bit. Let's like, get the brass, brass taxes here, Tina. What, what do you have against Philip? He's. He's evil. He caused me pain. He caused he others pain. Caused you pain. What did he do to you? And you see her just kind of look away. You can't. You're not ready for this. If I tell you everything right now, you're, you're gonna just. You're, he's gonna destroy you if he finds out. You owe us. You told us all our questions would be answered if we came here. Yeah, you told me. And and you threatened. And because of you, told you what? <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> Did you hear that, William? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, he threatened you, or I, I can't even remember what I said, and then he mentioned that. It was like a, 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 sh- like a, a sharp pause, like, whoa. <laughs> he destroyed his sire. 
And she sees, she stands up and she kind of like steps up behind the chair and she's like holding on to the chair. She's looking down and talking to you guys. I need William, Katow, and Jonathan to give me a perception alertness roll. Difficulty seven. I got zero. Yeah, I got zero as well. I have two successes. <laughs> uh, as you're standing there, uh, you guys are all talking and Jonathan, you noticed a figure walking slowly behind Kimberly. The figure is as you as you're like, what the fuck is this? Is naked, but he's a male, very pale, very toned, has dirty blonde hair that probably goes down to the middle of his neck. And you're like, wait a sec, I recognize this motherfucker. And you usually see him with glasses on, but he's the Malkavian primogen that you just happen to see one like maybe a handful of times in your you know what I mean? And your life. And you see him coming behind and as you're like, you're looking at him right now, right? And then you look at, as you've got eye contact, you see Dar, she's like, you're getting the impression that she's like looking at you too. You know what I mean? Like you're looking and you look and you see stars looking right at you. And you see her mouth, the words like, don't do anything. As, as you're standing there watching, as you're sitting there and I take it, what, what are you going to do as he comes? He's probably like five feet behind her now. I'm going to have everyone else roll perception alertness roll difficulty uh, six. One success there. Three successes. Am I rolling right. one, two, three, four, five? No, you're not. Five. I'm just having the, as you guys are standing there, all of a sudden, it's like, why the fuck did I notice this? You see a, a guy, like, standing behind, like, like, a foot behind, and all of a sudden, you just see him grab her, and he lifts her up, like, and you can almost, like, when you guys see Kimberly's face, and you saw, like, what she did to the door, obviously, right? And every time, for those of you, William, who have had interacted with her in close proximity, obviously sensed strength from her. But you see she almost let it. She's almost getting lifted up by him. And she has this look of peace and tranquility on her face. And almost like a s- small set of a smile as it happens. And you see that he latches his, his himself to her neck. And as that happens, you see the other three that are with her, like, stick their hands out to you guys. Like, stop. Like, don't interfere. They're, like, almost trying to plead with you guys just to let whatever is happening happens. Real quick before I continue on, I wanna, I'm just going to ask, what do you guys do at this point? By this point, he just leaps out of his chair like, what, what's going on? What, what are you doing? What? Just, like, because he's seen yeah. in his head. Like, he's uh, almost like a repeat of what happened with Bugs. Yeah, I think I'll do what I wanted to do this whole time and uh, slowly spend four blood points and pull them all into strength so I have strength six. Okay, you can do that. Now, uh, and again, and before the other two continue on, I want to reiterate that the group, that the three there are trying to, you get the sense that they're trying to, 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 to give across the vibe that they don't, that they shouldn't be interfered with. You know, you don't, it's not threatening towards you, it's more an act, that, an intimate act that's going on between these two. That's the feel you get. But I understand the reaction, obviously, you know. Oh, Fucking, okay. This isn't shit that you see all the time, you know what I mean? But, yes. What about you, Jonathan and Ophelia? Jonathan? I'm, I'm, I'm squeezing Star's hand. Yeah, I'm she's squeezing yours. Out. Like I'm a reassurance. Kind of yeah. Out comes the road flare. <laughs> and I'm going to pull it and light it and hold it out as like a, a shield to keep everybody at arm's length from me. First, uh, we are going to have the, the scene that was continuing on with here, okay? So he pulls her back, and you see her like she's almost coming. Like he's standing behind her, and as he lifts her up, her body's going parallel, and he's holding her there. He's latching on, and you guys are like, 
before I'll even say before, like the flares, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're getting it out, you know, but you're seeing this as it happens. And you just see, like you sense that he's, he's drinking from her, but as you're watching her body, you're seeing her normally grayish skin seems to like, seems to grow almost transparent. And you see the veins seems to be coming out before that you didn't notice. And you see almost as if she seems to be drying up and you get this sense, you feel this on the top of your skin, like this sense of electricity in a way. And you see that like her, her body keeps almost like getting absorbed and absorbed more. And you get the sense of energy from him until at one very moment, her eyes open and William, she's looking straight at you and she smiles and then fucking she just dissipates into dust. And as you're standing there, you see like this dust kind of comes across as a, like a cloud as he's standing there naked. Yeah. And you see all of a sudden like Jonathan's like, psh, I'll grab the nearest Malkavian, you know, with my sixth strength and just start yeah. screaming at them. What the fuck just happened? What the fuck? <laughs> as you're, as you're screaming, yeah, as you're you know, screaming. his bones. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan, you have this flare lit. Everyone give me a, a, a courage. courage roll. Difficulty six, I would say, because it's not like fire fire, you know what I mean? Okay. One. Oh, oh, I fail seven. completely. I botch, I think. Oh, shit. Botch, yeah. I'm going to spend my third willpower point for the game. Because I'm, I'm using this to protect myself. I'm definitely like, nobody's getting close to me. No one's putting their hands yeah. on me. As you guys are standing there, you see you see Katal's just like, he's just like, what the fuck? You just see like, you're like, holy shit. This is like worse than frenzy. You see him like, he looks at everyone like like out of fear. And you see him just, all of a sudden takes off. Wah, 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 starts running and you just see him runs straight through and he jumps through like this as normally like one of those windows that they have in a place like this that has like the meshing you know what i mean under the window and he just like like straight up just cannonballs through that son of a bitch in <laughs> a vitae infused that he's just blowing blood and just is like go and it doesn't even shatter but it's just like these this hole and then takes, all right, Katow, takes sorry. the whole window with it yeah 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 and uh uh <laughs> and goes through after all that happens you see aaron standing there and you all recognize him at this moment. And he just says, stop. And you just see him, like, put his hands out. And you kind of get this sense of, like, sweet, so one success. So one person, jeez. He's standing there, and he just goes, stop. And he, and he kind of, like, puts his hands out and a sense mm-hmm. of, like, no, no, well, he was directed towards you at first because obviously the fire, and he doesn't want shit to go. You know what I mean? He's just like, relax. Calm down. Listen to me. It all serves a purpose. But you're under the influence of awe now. Now you can spend a will. I think it's a willpower point per turn. Become over expense, but every turn, which is like three seconds, right? So relax, you Dave, but make you listen to him. You know, it's okay. I understand. Simply yeah. just please put that down, put that out. You see him go, and you see him walk like ten feet, and you see his clothes are neatly folded, like he was sitting there, like folding his clothes, knew that this was gonna happen. So you see him slowly getting dressed, and the guy that you're squeezing. William, like sitting there, you know what I mean? Is the bigger lug of a guy. And he's just kind of, you see him sitting there and he's just crying a little bit. He has like tears. He's like, what the fuck? Like you're getting the sense that this this guy's more like a child, you know? Yeah, As he's like, can I'll you just, please let me I'll go? Let him go and just start talking right now at the kitchen, dude. <laughs> and he's coming up and he has this older smoking jacket that he wears, like a like corduroy jacket with the elbows. He has like a polo shirt on underneath some jeans has some cowboy boots under him, and he comes and he takes the chair, and he, he sits down in the chair, and he, and he sits down, and he looks at all of you. And he, what you saw there, that's what Kimberly wanted. She wanted me to do this. 
this was all a celebration of her life. And you see he's motioning around and also you see like the people who are sitting there like talking, they're like looking at themselves, looking at their clothes, like they're dressed in. You see him like, what the fuck? And they seem just kind of like they wander off and the music stops and they like start going in their rooms. You hear a door close and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, like the party just slowly started ending like that. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll just start. Oh, that's absolutely great. She wanted to do uh, you to do this. Somehow, a fucking um, Malkavian elder appears in my room. The hexer put a curse on me and starts talking. <laughs> and I, like, I just smashed the table, you know? It's all right. Calm down and understand. That what this part all of this for you guys. is all right with you? I'm gonna it's take not all right with me. I'm going to take you... a self-control roll if it's okay with you, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and roll a self-control roll. <laughs> Difficulty six. Okay, I passed it. Cool. Barely. He's like, listen. And he, take, he takes his glasses and he cleans his glasses off with the shirt that he has on. He puts them back on again. I'm supposed to tell you, and you kind of see him stop for a second, that my clan, and on behalf of our clan, we want to help see you guys succeed. And the whole reason that Kimberly did this, the whole reason that Kimberly showed up, and, and causing things to change in the city, to making it better and making it what it used to be. And we feel that through you guys that that can be done. Obviously, you have seen me commit a crime to my co- that is punishable by blood hunt and final death. I have diabolized my sire, someone that I have not seen in 60 years. But in what I just did, I see the truth now, and I understand the truth, and I understand what my goals are. I'm supposed to give you guys a gift here, and the gift is Christopher. But after this is done, after I give you him, and you guys do what you, go, you do, you go about, and you continue on the path that you're continuing on. And with this, what the secret that you saw that I just did right here is a good faith measure to show that we want to build trust between our clan and your quartery. She has an issue with Brentwood. And I have an issue with Brentwood. And our whole clan has an issue with Brentwood. That's why I have not sired any children and brought any children into the city. And that's Tyler. why I was the lone, lone member of my clan here until Kimberly woke up. Now I have... Have sired all of these crazy nutballs without permission of the prince? That is on me to make work. And that you don't need to worry about that, but I will make it work. I have material now that I can use to ensure that this is successful. We're supposed to bring them in. Or they're not caitiffs anymore. And don't worry. The lady who was hunting them, the only reason she was able to hunt them is because she held something over Philip's head. Philip doesn't care either way. The only reason that Philip let her have that position is because he knew he'd better make her happy. Or some uh some rumors maybe started about him. So uh, why did she want you to diabolize her? Because she's tired of this life. She felt she failed. She felt she failed and then she cowered. She didn't want th- what happened to you guys to happen. It wasn't meant to happen. Bugs wasn't meant to be killed. Your ghoul is not supposed to be assaulted the way she was. Brian wasn't supposed to, and he wasn't supposed to kill himself. Lives weren't supposed to be lost at all. But she feels that, in a way, what she was trying to do to stop Philip, that she built another monster just like Philip. What's the connection between Christopher and Philip? She just decided to pick somebody that was his mirror image of his insanity. I wouldn't even use the term insanity. I would use depravity. Where am I, by any chance? No, but you're, like, in the parking lot in the rain just standing there, like, what the fuck? Like, I would say in the parking lot by the cars, you know? Like, you were trying to get into the car, and then now you're collecting yourself, but that's why. But she feels she failed, and she feels she has no will to live anymore, to be honest with you. And I don't blame her. But we can change this. We can gain power here. Think about right now how my clan is about to sway things in the city here. Gain power how? 
We can gain power through influence, control. You guys are already starting to have your eyes open to how things are around here. We know what we, you guys know. She, her power, and then you see his eyes open up a little bit, and he takes his glasses off and cleans again and puts them back on. And my power now, you guys can't comprehend. But I'm not like her. I prefer to be... Walk uh, around naked? That was a moment that you couldn't understand. But I know at one point... I'm completely okay with that. (laughs) I'll just go right on and continue to not understand that shit. Can 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 we come to an agreement? We give you Christopher, and we help you back in any kind of influence that you need. So wait, you want you want us to help a bunch of crazy Malkavians run the city? How how are they crazy? And we're not running the city. No, we don't. We're not crazy, and that's a misconception that you have. How how is your love of your life? They were just simply taken advantage of by someone who who showed dominance over them. But now we're about to give them to you, and we're not going to even like this will be our secret. We're not going to talk about this guy to anyone. We're not going to. It's just going to be between you and I. Your group and our group. You'll get the revenge you want, and then you'll have a strength of a clan to back your, your guys' movement. Can we agree on that? Because I'm ready to show him to you guys right now. I'm ready to give you guys to him. Fine. And you see him get up, and he kind of like takes the, kicks the chair back from behind him, and he motions. Yeah. I'll see, I'll see what's going on. I'll follow. Can okay. someone come get you, me or something? Katal, but you're not going to like – you know what I mean? You're not going to get there. Are you following, Jonathan? Yeah, I'll follow him. So the door opens up. I'm going to look at Ophelia. Ophelia, Hi. what are you doing? I'm, I'm following in. I'm looking back at and, and wondering what he's clearing, looking at before. How can you be okay with all of this? I didn't say I'm okay with it. I'm just seeing what unfolds. So I suggest let's put some, some, some distressed children. They're going to be screwed up for the rest of their lives out of their misery. And it's like the world's going to end. This fool just eats his sire and is making, you know, going to give us the life of some guy in exchange that we don't tell everybody that he, they went off and killed a whole bunch of people. And you just want to see how it unfolds? What choice have we got right now? You saw what, how strong he is. We couldn't have even taken on Kimberly. Do you think we'd stand a chance against this guy, even if we did want to do something right now? This whole situation is fucked. So as you look through the door, whoever looks through the door, first thing you're hit is the whiff of warm scent of just musk and just like smells like someone has had sex for a week in some sheets and just haven't like cleaned them, but it's not like an appealing smell. And as you look through, you see these like fluorescent lights on. There's no furniture, but along the wall, you see like a figure sitting in a chair, but it's like, as you're looking, you realize it's not a chair, but it's like people that are like kneeling. Or like laying across each other. And it's like almost like they're not melded together. I'm not talking about like flesh crafting, which you guys have no ideas about, you know, but it's almost like they're playing a game of Twister and they made a chair. And in mm-hmm. sitting in that chair naked is Christopher. And he's staked. And you see blood is like dried vitae is down on his chest. And you see like he's sitting back and he's like his eyes are open and his greasy black hair is just kind of hanging there like a mop. And as you notice, you're seeing the chair sways a little bit. And you're like, what the fuck? And you're seeing that the people who are kneeling there and are, like, forming this chair are, are crying or whimpered or are just, like, these starving people who've just, like, been sitting there laying in this way so simply that this guy could sit on him like that. And you see... Are they kindred or are you... 
you you definitely get the uh you don't get the kindred vibe from them at all. You from him you obviously stake in the heart, you know what I mean? Eyes wide open thing. Okay, these I don't, others go ahead. I'm just gonna disregard these people. I'm just gonna walk up to him, pull him up and rip the stake out. Well, uh, as as you guys see him rip the stake out, Adam's sta- uh, standing there looking at this goes on. You see him he's sitting there and his eyes open and he like he looks right at you for and you see this just this eerie like fucking smile comes across his lips. I He's... use dread gaze. Oh shit. And I'm going right. to uh, use the extended version. Uh, the character may attempt dread gaze once per turn, so she may also perform it as an extended action, adding her successes in order to subjugate the target completely. Once the target loses oh, okay. enough dice, blah blah blah. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so. What do you need from me? Difficulty of victims, wits, and courage. Uh-huh. I'll say, I'll My say charisma and intimidation. I'm rolling. I'll say uh, difficulty six. I'm going to be using a willpower roll for the first roll, and I don't know how many successes I need. We'll do eight for each like bo- level of body health. You know what I mean? Difficulty I'm spending six. a willpower. So that's one. And that's three. You see Lee come up and grab him and just, like, pulls the stake and grabs him by the back of his head and just stares at him. And you see all of a sudden that smirk that's on his face, like that condescending little fuck you smirk that he has. All of a sudden you just see, like, it goes to a flat line. And then all of a sudden you just see his eyes open up. And you see him just, like, his mouth opens, like, in a dry scream. And he sits there and he falls back on the ground. William's still, like, holding on to his head, like, looking at him, like, not even letting go of his gaze. Dave, you're kind of blown away because you're like, is this, like, a dominate? I don't know. Because you, you know what I mean? Like, you thought like you're the, the 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 ship when or Jonathan. You thought you know what I mean. Like you're the atomic master, but yet you see William like sitting here, your venture bro, like mind fucking this dude without even saying anything. Yep, I'm using a willpower here too, so that's three more successes. And you just see him; he's staring at there. What are you, what are you three doing while he does this? Or are you two freaking because, the fuck out? Uh, again. <laughs> what about you, Jonathan? I'm just watching. You know, like yeah, it's what done. the fuck is going on? Yeah, nine seconds. I, it took about nine seconds. All right, I love, I love. By the way, Jonathan Ophelia's reaction because I think you guys are starting to be like, this is too fucking batshit nuts. What like everything that's going on? It's almost like a, I, I want to be like an acid trip or whatever, a bad dream. <laughs> except for Tao, who's all cracked out on angel dust, you know, trying to make his way up the stairs right now. So you see him just angel dust. Yeah, yeah, he's just like fucking. Right, like you're sitting there staring at him and you feel his will. Like it's almost like, William, you're looking into his eyes and you see his pupils dilating out of fear. And then you see him slowly at one point just like dim, like headlights turning off until finally like you you can't even see his pupils anymore. It's just like all the color of hazel that his eyes were. It's almost like he is comatose in a way. And unable to do anything, and he's just laying there. I learned that just for you, bastard. And just <laughs> welcome to the oh, ground. He's all yours. You see Adam walking away. Ophelia or Star kind of like gets her hand out of your hand a little bit, and she just kind of rubs his shoulder and she says, "I'll find you later." And she turns around and walks off. And you three are staying there, Katow, as you are walking up the stairs. You're like rushing up the stairs, and you, and you get into the lobby. You see Adam Carter the large one whose name you don't know, Brendan and Star uh, walking down the stairs. You see Star, she kind of looks at you and she just kind of smiles and pats your shoulder gently and then walks down the stairs. And you're like, what the fuck? You don't see the rest of your group. So I just like, so just like, 
Oh, 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 just like just like guys, what happened? What? Where? You're, and they just they don't say anything to you. And Adam says your 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 group is is back there. As you see, look through the double doors, you see like it's completely like there's no music, there's no one there. You see like broken champagne glasses and flowers that seem to be dying. And you just kind of see. You look down, you see like sixty feet away, like Ophelia's back. Uh, w- what happened? Are you run? Are you heading down there? Or? Yeah. All right. So as you run or walk down there, you hear your your footsteps. Ophelia, you hear footsteps coming from behind you. Scenes on you guys. You have this guy laying there right now, comatose. Hey, Special K, how was your trip? What happened? I'll start smoking a cigar. Someone tell me what happened. What, what are we? Are they, why are they leaving? What happened? What, what, the flare? The, what happened? He's all yours, kid. What? Who? What? Oh, him. I'm just going to walk out of the room and I don't want anything to do with whatever happens to this guy. I'll hand firearm. I said it's all over. He's yours. I'll put my hand on his shoulder and slowly slide a handgun into into the palm of his hand. Uh, uh, that's point kind of just looks at it as just like, I don't think I'll need this. I hand it back to him and then just out come the claws. Oh wow! Okay, uh, what is Katal gonna do with the claws? Uh, I think it'll just probably just be quick, just like a just uh, just just, just, it'll just uh, Mark and react at all to this or just seeing this happen or just he just sitting there just like ah. He is mentally spent. Yeah, he's spent, dude. He's like the equivalent of Torpor right now, I guess. I mean, he's there, but he's barely there. You know what I mean? Like, he's barely – he's in a mental fucked state right now. Well, I guess I'll just kill him then. So you're going to attack him with your claws? Yep. All right. Uh, one first thing first. First of all, I'm going to have you roll, though, a self-control roll, difficulty uh, eight, because right now you're slicing and dicing into uh, kindred – Blood's flying everywhere. Uh, what are you two? How are you two reacting, Venture Bros? Ophelia's walked off while she saw these claws just come out of Katow. You never seen this before from him. You just see like, like his nails just kind of get longer into claw, uh, claws, and you see him like just he is looking more animalistic than he's ever been around you guys. And not in a funny haha, look at the dog way, but look at this fucking thing that just cannibal through a window three stories up. Just running back up here, has claws coming out, and he's, like, heading towards this thing. What are you two doing? I'm watching with curiosity and almond. And what about you, uh, William? I'm probably in the corner smoking, and I'm (laughs) very of the, you know, of the claws and all. And I'm also thinking about everything that's happened and trying to process it all, you know. Just sort of wide eye. uh, Six. Does... Uh, Katow fail his self-control roll or not? But yeah, go ahead and roll Katow. We'll talk about the ramifications. Uh, can I spend a willpower point on this one? Yeah, you can go ahead. You spend a willpower point. You control the beast, but you start slicing. Are you okay, just yeah, going Wolverine I'll, Berserker Rage, or are you making it slow? And I don't think I'm really into the whole slow thing. He's already mostly gone. I'm just going just gonna to kill him, and I got one, two, three, four. Just, just counting the willpower. I'm not making your roll. I mean, like you've got the self-control thing. Oh, okay, got you. Yeah, so for control, your claws come out and you just start mauling at his neck. I assume just trying yeah. to get his head off, and it takes you only a couple swipes, and all of a sudden the head comes out. You see the body just start 
train of dust. And as you're standing there looking at his head, looking in his eyes, as his eyes at the last minute, as you're sitting there hacking at his fucking neck and blood's fucking coming out, you're looking in his eyes. You see his eyes that go from, like, very pinpoint open up in realization. You realize his pupils dilate as if for the second before that you ended his existence, he realized and he felt and he saw you and he realized what was going on. And then his body turns to dust. Okay, give me a humanity roll and uh, conscious roll difficulty A. And fuck you, William. Give me a conscious okay. roll difficulty A too because you're sitting there watching. I don't have I'd... much of a conscience. So... Can I have yeah. willpower on this or no? Yeah. Um, I botched it actually. Oh, <laughs> fuck you. Really? You lose. You lose. Two Wait, you're gross. Yeah. Four. Oh, boy. <laughs> God, uh, I'll let you spend a willpower. I'll say that, but let's. I, I'm I, so I, glad I left the room here. Yeah, I'll let you spend a willpower. Go ahead if you want right. to. It's your call. Yes, I do. I'm saying, oh, oh, I didn't even need it. Wow, I uh, am just making this. Ophelia took off. Jonathan, you're standing like, what the fuck did I just see? You saw pure ferociousness coming from Katal. You see Katal when he's done there. He's standing there covered in blood, and he's just like, t- he's just standing there staring. I like these ashes. And you see, as you look over and you glance over at William as he's smoking a cigar, you see him, like, taking a drag. And it seems as when, he's exhal- when he exhales, you see, like, something shifting him. And you look in there and you're like, the fuck, dude, just happened this motherfucker. Not anything quite visible. You see his mannerisms for a little bit. And you're just, like, you feel like a sense of kinship even more to this guy now. Like, uh. Like you, 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 you get him now. You, you understand him. Or, or maybe now he understands me. Yeah, maybe now he understands you. As you guys have this moment where you look at each other, and you just like, holy shit! And then you look back at Katal, and you realize that you have a weapon, motherfucking, right there, standing there, that is capable of probably doing vast amounts of damage. You guys sense that there's about as you guys are sitting there and starting to like collect yourselves, you're realizing that more time has gone by than you actually thought had gone by during all this. And you're sitting there and you're realizing that the sum is probably going to come up in an hour or so. So uh, you guys probably feel the sense to go about your own havens. I'm going to look at Cato and I'm like, I wasn't sure if he had it in you or not. And I'm pleasantly surprised. And and the, the offer is always open if you ever want a job. You know, am I just be the... Uh... Shock just now, but yeah, I'll take it. John John sees vampire politics and his business and his personal life, and it's all com- compartmentalized, yeah. right? So yeah. when when we're in our coterie, we have our own social dynamic. So in our coterie, we're all um, we're partners. We we all have an equal stake in this. So as a coterie member. You know, we're partners, but in business life, if I'm hiring him, he's a subordinate. So, you know, we're buddies in this, this particular case within, within the business, it's, you know, superior, subordinate, boss, underboss kind of thing. And then there's the vampire society thing, which is entirely different where I'm a nobody and he's a whip, you know, so it's, it's all on different and it's all compartmentalized. John doesn't mix any on his dinner plate. Everything's segregated, you know. No food touching food. No food touching food. Yeah. I wanted to explain that so that everybody understands. 
you know, how he yeah, no, that makes sense. things. So, Ophelia, you uh, go get back to your haven. You see Gina, uh, the store's closed, obviously, because it's like 4 in the morning right now. Uh, you see yeah. a note on the bar like, hey, I hope you read this tonight. If I come to work and I see that's not here, I take it that you're okay, you know, as you uh, uh, see that yeah. and everything. Kind of might bring a smile to your face. There's a little smiley face and a heart there. You know what I mean? That, uh, you know, I'll leave the lipstick kiss on the door and put it back. <laughs> All right. You, you head upstairs. As you get upstairs, you turn on the light, and you're kind of shocked to see you see that star sitting there, and she has a smile on her face, and she gets up, and she opens her arms, and she, like, wants to, you know what I mean? Like, finally, you guys are alone. You know, she's been waiting to actually show how she really feels while you're there. See, so you're, you're like I am now. I, said, I like going I was scared for a while, but, but yeah, she, she hugs you, and she whispers, you know, she's like, I'm just so happy to be with you. I realize that, like, now we can be together for eternity. And, 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 like, nothing could destroy us, and we're going to live forever together. Do you, do, you, do, you, like, do you understand what I mean? And she, like, pull, like, pulls you by the shoulder and smiles. And you see, like, tears of joy, like, 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 tears are coming down. I'm What's happy, that? but I'm also a little concerned. This is my internal monologue here. I'll, I'll give her a hug, and I'll say, did you have any idea what I was until you were turned over? Or what? And as she's holding you, you know, as you guys are embracing again, you, you know what I mean? She yeah. whispers in your ear. She's like, I do now, and I'll know everything about you. And she puts her fangs into your neck. And at first, you're kind of, like, taken aback, and then you feel, like, a, a sense of pleasure. Yeah. Like, kind of, you know what I mean, overwhelm you. Yeah. And as you're sitting there, and, and as you're sitting there in the moment, you feel this pleasure, like, like gently, like, just cascading. It's, like, almost like an ocean, and the waves, like, keep washing over and over you. All of a sudden, you start, like, seeing, like, pictures of, like, being a little girl, like, a view, a point of view from when you were a little girl and, like, running, like, in a, in a field of, like, yellow, like, flowers as your father is laughing and talking to you in Greek behind you. And then you have, like, another memory of, like, when it's recital and you look and you see your mother, like, crying and, and out of happiness and joy. Or another, like, when you're 15, 16 and you're sitting there and you've already been accepted into the University of Minnesota and... And, and you realize, you know, uh, just like like what you're capable of, and, and and another of when you first met Elaine, and and just like being able to talk for hours and hours and feeling like you finally found someone who you understood. And, and as you're sitting there inside of your internal monologue, you're realizing that like this pleasure should have really have stopped a while ago, but it keeps going, and your pleasure is almost like replaced with a sense of like uh, separation. And you feel yourself separating from your body for a little bit. And you see a light. And, and it's almost like this light that's greeting you. And you feel like you can almost feel like your father who's dead and your mother who's dead on the other end. And you feel this sense of joy because you feel like that you're going towards them. And as you get this feeling, all of a sudden, a sense of dread and panic hits you because you realize that you're not able to reach them. And you feel yourself getting pulled down and you feel this darkness is coming and enveloping you. And all of a sudden, you just it goes down, and you're just trying to reach, and you're trying to get that to that light again as it grows distance and more distance from you. And then all of a sudden, and cut to the scene, and you see Ophelia just turned to dust, has stars standing there, left with this dust. And I'm going to explain all this out of character. As you see as she sits there, and she closes her eyes, and you see tears come down her eyes more. She picks up Ophelia's phone, and she's typing out a message on her phone, and she hits send. And then she goes to the computer and she starts typing out an email. And on this computer screen, you see, I think that the G are finally realizing what we're doing here. I, I just saw D come across here and he threatened me. 
and I, and, and he threatened one of my workers. And now I'm thinking that he might be watching me at this moment. I think it's time that you come to the city here. Please come. It is time. I think it has gone way out of hand. You hit enter. At that moment, as you guys get back to your domains, uh, your havens, your phone all chirp. This is about a half hour to sunrise. And you see a message from Ophelia. Go to the group text. And you see, it's, I think Dunstern is on to me. I don't know what's going on. He, he came by my club. And now I think I see him outside of my door. I can't stop myself from falling asleep. Please help. Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. As you guys are all looking over this email here or over the text message, Jonathan, you're reading like, what the fuck is this shit? And you're feeling like the urge to go to sleep. And all of a sudden, as you're sitting there, you hear from your basement, like a high-pitched scream of Cynthia screaming, no, she's dead. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussions? so that your media could get the attention you want. Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.